I'd like to exchange an egg. I've made my choice and I choose me. Attention Beverly Hills 90210 fans. You are now entering a song by song. You're so precious to me. Episode by episode. Look, I hate you both. Never talk to me again. Count of the making of America's most famous zip code. May the bridges I burn light the way. With producers Charles Rosen and Larry Mullen and your host Pete Ferrero. Hey guys, don't go away, man. Just go away. It's now time for the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Okay, new intro. We are back again. Uh, here, here we are on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. We got our usual suspects in uh, Larry Mullen and uh, Chuck yeah. Rosen. Larry, how's how's your week been for you? Oh. Well, it's been it's been a tough week because we had a drowning out front of me. It was very sad. Oh, oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. I think he was a WWE wrestler, right? Yeah, he came in right after me in 2006. He was in the minors when I was there. He was in the what's called the Ohio Valley uh, League. Yeah. Oh, so that's right around where you live. That's a very right, right in front. Yeah. It was, wow, it was very is, tragic. Yeah. What a horrific story. But, uh, you know, other than that, uh, you know, we're we're you know, California's moving along. You know. Yes. Flattening the flatten the curve, right? Um, oh, and then we have Chuck Rosen here. Chuck, how's your week been? Well, unlike the person that drowned, I got in the water and I caught waves. There you so go. it was just great for me. First time in 2020. Yeah. Um, but I, it was the day before, and I do understand I'm not making light of it. No, and I the way When they get really big, in, where we live in the Marina Venice Beach, the mid-Santa Monica Bay, the current can get really rough. And if you're really not an expert, it's tough stuff. Yeah. And then, Lily, how's everything been with you, with the fans, and uh, all the conversations going on in the groups? All good on your end? Lily? All is well. All is well. That's Very good. good. And joining us here is the person who won our contest, Jessica Andrews. Hi. Uh, she gave a really awesome review. She said that Wednesdays are her favorite day, is mine as well. Uh, so we're going to let you ask a few questions. But, Larry, I want to ask you about this. Yeah. BuzzFeed sharing, oh. <laughs> sharing your your Did story. Did we go viral? We went viral. We went I, haven't heard, I haven't heard from Jason, yeah. but you know he manned up probably. Okay. <laughs> what are you gonna say? It, it ain't bragging. It, it, you know it's true. Well, yeah, you know he and Naomi. Later, everyone's he and happy. Naomi just had. He and Naomi just had their uh, wedding anniversary. Anniversary, yeah. Very I mean, nice. everyone's happy. Yeah, so. and then we got to see you both on this thing. The. Uh, the real special. I mean, oh, that was pretty cool, cool guys, right? Uh, well, I thought so, but then I have a one of my uh, real sources, one of my go-tos in, in 90210 lore is Sherry. And yeah. she said there was nothing new in it. So I think as good as that was, all the things, I think our podcast might be more interesting because people are getting stuff that's new. That's uh, interesting you say that because... When I was watching it, I was like, ah, "We covered that already." Exactly. <laughs> I think Jerry. And, and I think, and I, speak, I don't know for Larry, but I know for myself, some of the more interesting stories I may have shared, you know, and they didn't make it. I don't yeah. know if you feel that way, Larry. I, I, I don't recall. I mean, um, but Sherry did send me a, uh, an email the next day saying that story you told you first told me of my column like five years ago or ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she's someone who maybe will join us one of these days. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I, I thought I thought so. Yeah, she started. She was very good as a as a early blogger, uh, early zip blogger. She had the uh, 
What was it called? The the uh, shameless teen whore or something? Teen drama whore. Teen drama whore. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, all right, right. You're not a, you were never a teen drama whore, right, Jessica? No. <laughs> Before we get to Jessica's questions, a couple of people asked me follow-ups from the previous episodes that we did uh, to see if you had any insight on this. Now, going back to Beach Brandon, Beach Blanket Brandon, somebody wants to know what was up with Kelly's voice at the top of the episode. If you remember that, she her voice was hoarse. Do you remember anything? Was about Jenny that? really sick? Well, um, that would be my guess. I mean, it's not something that uh, even watching it again, I mean, her voice didn't uh, bother me. She probably, uh, yeah, she was just uh, probably screaming in a month around. I can't believe we're back. I can't believe we didn't get canceled. I can't believe it. I can't believe she ran her voice out, you know. Uh, and then for Larry, somebody wants to know from the Valerie episode, um, you had said something about always wanting Brenda back that you guys always were trying to shoot for Brenda back. If Brenda came back, this is now a hypothetical, and I know we hate hypotheticals sometimes on this show, but if we uh, had Brenda back, what is it like for you guys with Brenda and Valerie being in the same cast and show? Was there any kind of fun plans for the two of them or uh, just all kind of speculation? I mean, it obviously never came to that. So we never, you know, she wouldn't be living in the Walsh house at that point. I don't think that, that I feel that would be different, but uh, no, they would have, you know, I think, uh, you know, Brenda would have had a relationship with Val from Buffalo or from, you know, from their friends, from their families being friends the same way Brandon did when they were young kids. In so, fact, she might've even had a closer relationship with Val. They might've been a dynamic duo because uh, she yeah. would have been the same age, obviously. So well, also, you know, I mean, I never heard of, I didn't. I've never thought of that prospect. I was gone, and anyway. But remember, they were close friends from yeah, Buffalo. That's right. They knew each other well. I mean, just like you know, with like Brandon. So could have yeah. been some interesting stuff. I don't worry. Yeah, it would have been good. It could have been them against the world. Yes. Um, Zara is always good with comments, and he said, "Oh my God, that would have been so crazy." So yes. So <laughs> let me just point out, Zara is a she. You've referred okay. to her as he. Couple times she's a she. I think on the, uh, maybe on maybe on the Facebook, uh, maybe there's a picture of a guy. So I just assumed it. <laughs> I did too, and, and I have a character I'm writing now called Zara, who's a female. So I'm very glad that it's a female. Oh yeah, yeah me too. It's an Egyptian yeah. name. It's an Egyptian. I'm name. sorry. So sorry about that. Okay, um, now Jessica, you're up. You're, right. You have some questions for us. So it's yeah. it's your um, turn. I'm going to turn the show over to you. You have the you have a few questions. For the guys, so uh, go ahead, and I'm going to leave our little Beverly Hills 90210 showshop.com on the bottom there in case anybody wants like a legacy key uh, T-shirt or a Roy Randolph's uh, Royal do Academy. Like, do you guys like mine? We do. That's not one of ours. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have this actually made. What did you say? I, I can't stand to put my glasses on. <laughs> uh, I really like it a lot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> right. All right, so my first question is, who was your favorite guest star to write for on the show? Good question. I'm, for me, I, I would say it's kind of close to this time. I, I remember, uh, I'm, it, we're talking about the character, not the actual performer. Yeah, the right? character. I, re I really enjoyed it and, and uh, did a lot of this with uh, Chip Johannesson, the Lucinda character, because you could write this kind of crazy she was a cultural anthropologist or something and we'd always have snippets of her class and you could stuck in all these kind of weird facts i think we had like uh eskimos who were polygamists or all kinds of kind of crazy stuff which 
theoretically would validate her libertine personality. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, I love her. I think she's great. I think we could do a whole thing on that that little triangle with Brandon and the teacher. It's great. That's some great stuff you guys did there. How about for you, uh, Charles? Do you have somebody? Uh, that I really liked. Uh, uh, I know we're going to be talking about him, but I really enjoyed uh, looking at Krez Williams. Yeah, me I thought too. He was terrific. But the person I would go with was was just someone who would um, in season five, and his the actor's name is Jonathan Grise. And uh, he played the drug Dylan's drug dealer. Oh, okay. And in the dreams of Dylan McKay, he's the guy who's the devil and who's just begging him to, to shoot up. Yeah. And I met him the first time when he walked into the final audition at CBS for the character of Chris in the morning on Northern Exposure. And without, uh, you know, giving too much away, uh, the, the creatives wanted Jonathan and the guy who did it was terrific. I'm not taking anything away, but I've always admired him and was really happy he came back. And he was like, if, if you look at that art for the four scenes that he had, shows he had to do in a row, he was pitch perfect every second. Yeah. So uh, he's I, the one that, that stands out for me. I got to meet, I got to meet him at a party of maybe about 10 years ago. And he loved that. He loved doing that show. And I, you forget, and he, he also was in Napoleon Dynamite. He had a big part oh, in Napoleon and, Dynamite. And, and Get Shorty. He was yeah. in Get Shorty. He was one of the guys in that. And yeah. I knew his, his brother was in my high school class at Beverly High. So I knew I was his father watching. was a very famous TV movie director of a previous era, um, Tom Grice. Yeah. I think we should say, Chuck, that we did steal a little scene from Exorcist, didn't we? <laughs> Like the moment, like, hey, father, you want to help an old parishioner out or some kind of a kind of. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that one. Yes. Oh, it was. Um, I'll give when when we get to that episode, I'll remember. It was a movie that uh, starred um, Tim Robbins. He played a mm. Vietnam vet, and that's where I stole most of the episode. But as Larry's saying that to needle me, I'm looking over to my wall, which says, "Bad artists copy, good artists steal." That's there from Pablo Picasso. Yes. I'll rest my Laura. My motto in teaching my class to writers at UCLA was steal from the best. So. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Jessica, you got something else? Um, my next one would be, where would you have liked to seen the show go if you had continued writing after season, after the college years? I guess that's probably better for Larry, right? I mean, because you know, it's pretty really obvious. I mean, you know, Brandon was a drier fellow. He would have a fantastic job. He would live somewhere in the Wilshire Corridor or downtown in a great place. Uh, David would be making his first feature. Everyone would be doing something terrific. Yeah. And that would be the conflict. Can you handle success in the right. real world as opposed to just making it small and doing a little thing? And they just, they had no courage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Chuck, you, you were, you were removed, so I'm sure you don't have too much on that, on what you thought. Is there maybe one character you thought you'd like to see do something? Oh, I think that Larry's suggest suggestion is this. You know, certainly I did lose touch at the, the last two years of college, but, um, you know, I was just looking at something today that just some, from some snarky critic that uh, was rating the different seasons, and, you know, for it's just the 8, 9, and 10 just don't exist, so... Yeah. So what Larry says to do, these act, the actors were willing, the actors were there, and um, 
you know, if we had done a good and given something like that, we could have, you know, continued to reach high. I, I will say one thing that does they, happen. They didn't after, grow. They didn't grow. They, there was but no after growth. a while, Jessica, what happens after a while in a television show is that the management becomes complacent. Mm -hmm. You're going to watch the show. You and the fans are going to watch the show no matter what. And so that need to let's push, let's change, let's be creative, let's let's go where no one's goes. That went away. And when Larry left, that just totally went away. <laughs> so yeah. um, right. we didn't have that in, in the last three years. You got another one. Hey, Larry, is it possible for you to check in on our special uh person to see if that if they're going to oh never mind he just emailed me never mind i got it okay uh okay jessica um what's your next question um the next one would be did any of the cast members give you guys story ideas like different okay. storylines that you could use uh, yes uh <laughs> uh let uh, nobody more than luke perry who walked into my office at the end of the second season and all actors were open. I wanted the actors to tell me what they wanted to do. I wanted to make the actors happy. You know, that is really the goal of it, right? Because if they're yeah. happy, they're going to like what they're doing. And it, we're going to see it on the screen. And then they can feel really like partners. And I also needed them to know what they wanted. And uh, Luke walked in after the second season, at the end of the second season. He was very disappointed with how we used, um, uh, we allowed ourselves to be a, uh, a vehicle for the spinoff of, of Melrose. He didn't like that. He was very 90210 centric. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, and he let me know that. And then he said, we got to change it up. And I want to work with the blonde. Now. Yes. We lost Jessica again. Uh, and she was startled to hear that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, I and also, so Brian Austin green took advantage of that. Uh, as well. Um, others tried, but you know, they were the two that really, um, a lot of story ideas uh, that, that involved their characters came from um, them. Tammy says it wasn't the same after Charles and Larry. Very nice, very nice comment, Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. Very quick, is it too late to move either the Beverly Hills 90210 show shop or the caption over to the other side? Because I have people trying to read the caption and it's kind of overlapping with oh, the show I think, shop. Okay, I can remove that comment. There we go. Thank yes. You. No problem. I didn't realize that there was captions. Thank you for thank you for bringing that up. Thank uh, you. News to me. Okay. Um well, we lost Jessica. If she comes back, we'll let her ask her her other question. But why don't we got why don't we start jumping into crunch time, keg, all of this kind of stuff? Let's start at the top. Let's talk about college, right? I mean, we kind of alluded to previously that uh, it was a big deal to start doing college. This is one of the first shows, if probably the first show, that transitions high school to college. So uh, what is some of that like for you, some of those conversations, uh, Chuck? Well, remember that decision to move ahead and go to college had to happen in season two. Because mm -hmm. you could not start your last year of high school unless, wow, we're seniors. So it, the decision to do college was solidified then. And now we had to... Um, now we had to execute. And this was also the debut of Melrose Place. And so, um, you know, the question was, is they were going to get a lot of the promotional sizzle that, that Fox had to offer. Um, 
and and so and so what we looked for is well let's we and it became pretty clear really early on that we were not going to be the top dog in the spelling outfit until we got some episodes played in college that people were willing to come back to give us a try in this and so the one thing that, and and without getting into too much you know inside baseball lots of the top executives that had come in there and this were very very nervous and talking to me in a way that they, they hadn't before. And I'm not talking about my friend Sandy Grush out here or even Dan McDermott, who, who were there. Just there's others around, people who came in, Lucy Salhaney, were very, very nervous about uh, what was going to happen here. And I'm just going to finish this thought out, Jess, and then we'll, we'll get you back. On. And um, and so I had to basically say, look, you're going to have to wait. When we get to sweeps, we will be your number one show but it's gonna take us some time to build. So Larry and I were part of the building block. What are we gonna do? And, and Larry was- It works. And, and uh, hello, Ryan. Hello. And-, and um, Yeah, let me just say we have Ryan Thomas Brown with us. Morton Muntz is joining us today. He's gonna to talk a little bit about keg with us. Sorry to, uh, to cut you off, Chuck. Uh, you could finish your, your, your thought about that. Well, well quickly, we, we realized that Mr. Spelling, when he agreed to college, his college was going to be Pepperdine. He wanted it to be the big school in Malibu with the big lawn. And I told him I didn't want to go, you know, that was not, Malibu U was not what, what an average kid would be having. And I got, let's let's make college what most kids are going through because you got to realize that all of us went to high school and high school had sports, we had prom, they had activity, this, this kind of a uniform thing to it, college, you can be at a big state school, a liberal arts school, an Ivy, uh, a, a community college. Nobody has the same college experience. So we had to define what it was. And yeah. uh, California State, you know, California University filmed at Occidental College seemed like the right mix for us. Very cool. All right. Let, let me show you guys. I mean, look, months, months, months. <laughs> Holy cow. Months. Yeah. Yay, months. Months. We love months. <laughs> Welcome. And there's also a shout out to Larry's dog. Lori says she loves your dog, Larry. Oh, <laughs> there we go. All right, That's Jessica. Good. Before we get into keg and months, let's let's talk about uh, your last question. You had one more question, I think, right? Um. Yeah. You know, I'll direct this towards Ryan. Um, do you have any fun behind the scenes stories that you can share about the cast when you were on set? Fun stories behind the scenes. Um, I have to say, I have to say one yeah, thing. I, 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 over to Chuck because I learned early on as a writer, if you want to be a successful writer, never go to the set, never talk to the actors or two of the main things you're talking. And I listen to those things. Chuck, He's been to the set. <laughs> yeah, because I had to go because of my administrative duty. But uh, the the writer, the less I learned that doing a lot of television movies, you know, just don't the writer, the actors don't really like you very much. So just go away. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know what went on in the set too much, a little bit, but not right. the way that that Ryan has all yeah. the insights. Scoop, I yeah, know. Ryan, what happened? What do you got, Ryan? <laughs> Bill, Ryan, come on. There. There were plenty. There were plenty of stories, but one that really sticks out is uh, 
we were in the scene. Uh, I was doing a scene with Luke Perry, and I asked him when we were done filming, hey, could you come back to my dressing room and sign a script for me so I could give it to my little sister? And unbeknownst to me, my 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 stepmother, my little sister, her friend, and her daughters were all in my dressing room. They showed up one day just to surprise me. So as we're walking back to my dressing room, you know, Luke's taking off his shirt, getting starting to get ready to, uh, to get changed. And I open up my dressing room door, and there's my entire family just sitting there. And Luke is like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to come back in a second. <laughs> that great. That, that, yeah, that kind of took me by surprise as well. So, But, yeah, there was, I mean, stories behind the scenes that um man they i think back on those days and what what an amazing time to be a part of such a incredible television show that a lot of people watched and a lot of people loved and still do <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely all right jessica we're gonna let you go but do you have anything else that you want to say to chuck or larry do you have anything no i just thank you guys so much like this show it like cheers me up every time I watch it. I love it. That's and awesome. Thanks. I just want to ask you, uh, Jessica, where are you from? Where are we talking to each Connecticut. other? Connecticut. Oh, that's where, well, Lily, that's your country. There. We're in Connecticut. Um, like in the Hartford area. Okay. Oh, yeah. My nephew lives in West Hartford. So there you oh, go. Oh, no, yeah, I'm right next to West Hartford. Oh, there you go. Um, All right, Jessica, thank I, you. And we will have, guys. we Bye -bye. will definitely have another contest at some point where one of you will get an opportunity to join us. So don't panic. There will be more chances like that moving forward as we, uh, as we move on to this. Okay, let's get into talking about some of the keg stuff. Um, what, Chuck, was it something that you guys decided early on, like, hey, we, we need to get a fraternity, you know, and all that kind of stuff? How does that sort of start? Building. Well, it's interesting is for, for a TV show that really, at least in seasons four and seasons five, you know, depicted Greek life, mostly in a pretty positive way. There was some bigotry at one point. There were these weird things with some of the kids, like they were charitable. They were social in this. You would have no idea that when I was at Berkeley, the best parties I went to were in frat houses that had gone out of business. And we just assumed that all the frat houses were going to go out of business. And then in my senior year, there was an uptick in pledging. Yeah. And by 1980, Cal Berkeley is a goodbye revolution. It's a, it's a frat school. Yeah. And uh, so, so none of us, Larry, you went in a frat, were you? No, none I mean, of us were frat guys. Well, I, was, I graduated so, college in 1968. I mean, there were yeah, no exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so we, um, you know, uh, tried to, to realize that Steve was a really the instant connection as his father was in the yeah. cake house. Larry, you named the cake house, I think, yeah. right? Yep. How did you come up with keg? I'm curious. I, you know, I spent hours trying to put the number, the, the you know, the Greek letters together and get it cleared to find out there was one. And I, <laughs> when I realized that I had kappa and epsilon, I was so couldn't wait till I got gamma because I thought I could do keg, and it, it was there. It was a lot <laughs> available. It was, it was kind of lame and dumb, but it was still beautiful. It was like a lame and dumb. No, sir. Hey. It was genius. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was genius. And then we had for the girls, I think, Chuck, we had the Alphas, I think, uh, Alpha Omega. Yes, maybe? the name of the Alpha. And they were the sister and brother fraternity. Yeah. So as you would expect from our group, uh, Steve, Kelly, and Donna become into the Greek system. Sure. Uh, uh, Andrea has a brush, Brandon. doesn't really care for it. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, um, Brandon. Brandon you know, much better to be the independent guy and be over. And, and, and I don't think he even had political ambitions when he was starting. He just, frats were its own thing. He was yeah. the indie. And, um, and, and, Dylan, and you know, Dylan and, and Brenda, forget about it. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And David, yeah, David wasn't his scene either. I mean, no, well, you know, college has a lot of activities, right? A lot of things to get to. And he was a big deal at, at he and Donna, the radio yeah. show at, at, at high school, and they were going to follow it up. And and it was great. I know this is the focus on the keg, but in the Crunch Time episode, you know, you're in a midpoint of him and all his, you know, David, the freshman boy who gets just too caught up in the lifestyle of being a college freshman. Yeah. Into this and, and, you know, I know what happened to at least two um young people i knew at uh my first year at university of wisconsin yeah um let me ask you about one of the most important people in keg is obviously john sears the character john sears um how did you guys cast john sears were you around for some of those those did he read like i mean we talked about that on one of the other episodes where or did you guys know that you wanted him or i mean he's yeah, amazing oh well wait uh, that it's pretty clear you know yeah. DJ, as he was introduced to me, yeah. was from Canada. Yeah. And if you were from Canada and you were a friend of Jason Priestley and you didn't trip over the chair as you walked in the room and had a modicum of ability, welcome to Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> and, and so he was the guy and he was really perfect in so many ways. And if you, you think of the conflict that he and Steve would ultimately happen. Well, he was, a, you know, that that north of Sunset Rich kid, Beverly Hills kid, but who never had um, let his conscience be his guide. And now he's a senior. So he's like the almost the embodiment of, of, of Steve's the worst parts of Steve's character on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. no, it, it was a, yeah, it was really like the same. I, I can't remember if we if he auditioned or not. If we just gave him the part, I can't quite remember. He probably auditioned. I mean, because, yeah. I'm sure he did because we I mean, he was really good. We, we, he, you had to be a recurring character uh, to get a part, and and, yeah, and meaning that would be true. credits. If you fans, if you look at the credits on this Crunch Time episode in the front end credits, if they still run those in syndication, who the Maybe. f knows? But the the uh, uh, you'll see that he got a special credit because yeah. he had a, John a special role. So by yeah. doing that, he gets a few more uh, dollars. And, yeah. and and so he did that, but we did not have a hold on him. For instance, same thing with Ryan. We we knew that, you know, hey, we're going to, there's going to be things in the cake house. One of the first things our casting director, whose name was Diane Young, would do, would call around to certain people and see, are they available? Because we didn't have them on a, series contract where you're damn well they better be available because we paid to it and so we find <laughs> out that and so one of the things of, of value of working with someone like larry uh is that we he, he had the same kind of drive to get way far ahead so we knew at least in story 
what we were plotting out to do so that we could contact the talent and say, we're reserving, Yeah. Oh, please yeah. don't book, we want you, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Wait, you know, the other guys in the keg house, I was going to say, I, I was surprised because I, I recognized like the guy who plays Artie, who runs the test, was a friend of mine. He used to coach with me, uh, Todd Bryan. He's a very, very well-known uh, stuntman in Hollywood. He's been for years now. Did you know him at all, Ryan? The guy no. who played Todd Bryant? The, the guy played, who played who? He played Artie, yeah, kind of the, the Nordic-looking guy in the fraternity. <laughs> but he, he runs the test. He's the one who sets the test up, uh, the thing at the end. But I forget. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't yeah. even know who you're talking about. Yeah. But I said, oh my God, there's Todd Bryan. I, you know, so you know, sometimes you could help, you could give people acting. He got the part, he auditioned for it. But you could, as a, as a producer, and Chuck knows this, we always tried to give access to people we knew and believed in. You couldn't give them the bar part, but you could get them to get up there and audition. Yes. And if they had talent, you'd see them. Many of the women who have more. I won't say women roles in their 30s and 40s. Um, they had children in the Center for Early Education. They were actresses, but that's how I knew them. And yeah. uh, they had a leg up. And if they walked in and did a good job, they were going to get it. Yeah. I uh, still remember when I auditioned for the show. <laughs> oh, I love the uh, Magda says she hated all the John Sears in her high school. Okay, I understand, Magda. <laughs> yeah, it was well done. Uh, Ryan, tell me about that. Is that's an interesting? What was your experience yeah. like uh, auditioning for the show? I mean, it's it's it was it was just like going on a to audition for anything really, uh, but it was more exciting because it was nine hundred two one zero, and I had moved to Los Angeles and I told all my friends that I went to high school with, it's like, look, if I move down to LA, I'm going to be on 90210. And they're all like, yeah, get out of here, whatever. <laughs> well, as it turns out, I was on 90210. So I often bring that up to them to kind of rub their face in a little bit. <laughs> and but, you lasted a lot longer than Larry and I. I see. You were there all the way to the end, right? I was, I was, it was, it was awesome to have, uh, to have you guys say, yeah, you know what? Uh, you're pretty funny. We'd like you to come back and do another episode, and, and, and that meant the world to me. And but to have it go on for what six years was just yeah. amazing in itself. Well, you earned it, buddy. We're very yeah. good in the part. <laughs> what was Thank it you. like working with Ian? Uh, what was it like working with Ian Ziering? I mean, I feel like you get you probably get to work with him the most of the of the of the act alongside of him because of all the keg stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, what's he, what's Ian like for you? Is he uh, was it an amazing experience? Ian Zirin is such an awesome dude, <laughs> and I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, everybody really on the show. I never had a problem with with anybody. It was one of those shows where it was a pleasure to show up every time because everybody was cool. It yeah. was like a it was like a family. It was like doing a uh, it was like doing theater in high school where everybody's working together for the common good. Um, but Ian, a, a very generous person, uh, very likable, um, very friendly. I remember one time we were we got done um, filming an, an episode, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing this weekend?" And it's like, "Nothing." It's like, "You want to go to Toronto?" I'm like, "Huh?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Toronto. I got to do this meet and greet at their uh, whatever their version of Disneyland is. I forget what it is. He goes Wonderland. And, uh, Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, just show up, and and I'll bring you out on stage, and and we'll see if we can't you know trip people out. <laughs> so I went up with him. He paid for my entire trip. He paid for my flight, my hotel room, gave me some spending cash. I mean, it was such a fun experience 
to to walk out, not only walk, you know, be a a part of of his meet and greet, but to walk out on stage and to look out into the crowd and see people holding up months signs yeah. was beyond my imagination. I was just uh, like, oh my god. They know who I am. <laughs> uh, Lori says oh, every pair months. So there you go, Lori. <laughs> yes, uh, that's awesome. Um, okay, Chuck, you want to jump in now and start talking to me a little bit about? We have a lot of uh, presidents of the fraternity, right? We have one president's name, but multiple actors playing the president. Um, Right, Mike Ryan is the is the, the no, character. There's a president. There's a president in uh, Little Fish. There's a president in Little Fish. Oh, I know. Yes, yeah. right. So we no. had now the first president we had was not uh, was one of those actors that you know wanted to do the show, and we did the show, and uh, and he, the handsome guy, good guy, has some chops, and was in demand. So when we called back and said, hey. We need you in two weeks. No, he's doing a TV movie or whatever else he was, uh, get you know, booking at the time. So many times in 90210, I mean, I think we had three Jack McKay's until we really had to settle on one that we really needed. <laughs> Kelly had at least five fathers. I, I have no idea, you know, but you know, we just need somebody. It wasn't that important to me, clearly. But, but and, and James and the president, it was the same way. And in crunch time, the one we're going to focus on first, we had yeah. the one president, and uh, he, he did a. And from what I'd seen in the episode, I think he did a really good job. Um, yeah. But we we we're going to not. You want to talk about crunch time first, Peter, or you want me to well, get right into uh, the other? The, I think you go right into. You're writing for. You're writing these episodes crunch time and the storyline develops that's coming later in the season, right? That uh, where Steve and Brandon are going to go to a coffee shop that turns out to be uh, a gay coffee shop. Right. Okay. Well, um, I'm a big Dodger fan and, uh, and went to a lot of, a lot of games. And when you know the shortcuts, you drive through uh, residential neighborhoods and drive way too fast. That's the LA way. And, um, there I was uh, going through Silver Lake, and you know, Silver Lake was always been uh, a gay part of town, West Hollywood and Silver Lake. And it struck me as, hey, what if the car broke down, all these guys? And, and I think we started kicking it around. And um, it was a, uh, an episode that was meaningful uh, to us because it was the first time that we had even tried to deal with... Um, male uh, uh, sexuality since the second season. And, you know, the thing is, is that um, I, I had done some writing about this before, and I just, if, if, you, if you all guys indulge me, I'm just going to read something that puts into context what the world that Larry and I were doing as we were putting this episode, talking about it for the first times. America was in the closet in 1994 uh, when Blindspot originally aired. Uh, the don't ask, don't tell policy, the closeted one of the U.S. Army, was inserted by the Clinton administration after its Secretary of Defense tried and failed to allow gays in the military. Magic Johnson had been diagnosed as HIV positive a few years earlier, and he was forced to leave the NBA after being cleared to play because a fellow professional basketball player, Carl Malone, refused to play against him for fear that he'd be exposed to AIDS at the time. Um, uh, determined not to be cowered by homophobia, 
gay activists from Queer Nation and ACT UP in Hollywood began demonstrating in the streets while following the Harvey Milk adage that the more closeted gays they could out, the less chance the closeted ones could maintain a homophobic posture in public. Um, uh, Ted Haggart was a uh, uh, one of the evangelists evangelist yeah. who falls into that. So that's the the background with which we're we're doing it, and it was not uh, you know it, so in this in this one area, um, uh, and um, I think that it was um, you know looking back at it now, um, it it is surprising that the actors who played the parts the one that we see in crunch time I'm going to talk about did not want to be in this episode, even though there was no uh, uh, display of affection. Mm. It's just that it was a gay actor and, uh, or it, it, that the character was gay and that actor, actor's managers, actor's agent, whatever it is, did not want to be quote unquote type. And you, I found that disturbing. Writing, I got, are you writing the episode and thinking, okay, we have the actor, and then somebody says he's no, it's not happening. He doesn't want yes. to. Yes, yes, that's we didn't even think about that. Believe me, in this particular episode, I don't and I don't, you know, it was a very tough one for us to write. Larry was not necessarily on this writing team, I don't think. But when we're gonna do crunch um time, we look at that, there were two writers, Larry and a writer producer that we had in, in the fourth and partially in the fifth year named Richard Gollins. And Richard Gollins was a member of ACT UP. Richard Gollins was a sincere gay activist. Mm -hmm. I didn't know when I hired him. It didn't matter to me. I read a script. I thought, oh, this guy's kind of funny. And I and he's got some pattern. And we were getting in new people, just like we brought in Larry. And well, let's try people out. You have to try to see if they, if they could do it. And um, crunch time was made one of our first double ups. And we'll talk about double ups later, I know, because he, Peter knows it's a it's a point of pride for Larry and I. Yes. We did so many extra episodes. Well, briefly, double up, just for anyone who doesn't know, double ups are essentially that you're filming two episodes at the same exact time. So Correct. We, that, and so what, year. So we were doing 32 a season. Yeah. And what that meant is you were also then doing two that you were prepping Two that you were filming and two that went post-production. Mm. So it it the, the conveyor belt never stopped. And Richard had just we he was in the middle of a script. I I can't even tell you which one it was. Maybe it was Crunch. I don't know. But he was not available to write the script of um the one spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh and so the, the writer we used um was really our first director. On our uh, became a production manager uh, named named Ken Stringer, and it was like because you know you you want to give people opportunity. It, it really if it is really a family, you've got to let people do things. So James Eckhouse could direct, and Ken Stringer wanted to write. Okay, you can write, and this was the episode that came down that we needed someone to write, and um, Richard was pretty upset that that we had done that and given it to a straight man to write this episode. Mm. Uh, to tell you the truth. And uh, more than a little, and so he got to do a rewrite on it. And uh, Larry and I were just talking about this the other day because um, I thought it was a pretty good rewrite. But we had other people involved, and they wanted some different lines, and those lines were pretty good too. And I, 
you know, I just wanted this stuff to work. And so it didn't really matter that much to me. It, it, we've talked about who gets the credit for what. I just want the stuff to work so the audience is entertained and I'm not embarrassed because it, 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 it's a good, going to be a good scene and, right. and, um, or a good show, whatever it would be. And, um, so that was uh, that was a hard one, and it always is uh, something I have to think about when we get into this episode. Both the, how difficult it was to cast, and how much friction it cost in, in the writers' room. And I think Larry well, might episode, be. I think that episode also had the uh, the Deshaun and uh, and Donna Martin thing, which we had the problem on the day. You're talking about yeah. uh, you're talking about we're 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 not get ahead of it. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of ahead of ourselves on uh, blind spot, but we yeah, will. That, yeah, that was I surprised you want to talk about it, but oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we we can we can dive into that a little bit later. But I mean, right. I think it's fascinating to me though in that time that you are sitting in a writing room writing episodes, crunch time, and all these other episodes, and as you're approaching blind spot, there's an actor that doesn't want to necessarily be. Uh, now you have to kind of recast the president, right? Yes, but not as not as onerous as you're making it sound. Okay, I mean it, 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 because the, the the character had three scenes. Yeah, you know, four scenes, and but oddly enough, it was the one that the, the character got most had some real acting. You know, it was a great potential for it. You know, in that one. All right, let's shift back to, to uh, crunch time. Lily, do you have any crunch... Before we hop in here, let me give you an opportunity. Do you have any crunch time questions for uh, Chuck and Larry or anything for months before we hop into the specifics of crunch time? Well, you guys have pretty much covered what I had as far as Keg House and Steve Sanders is related, but I do have other questions about this episode that don't pertain to Steve or Keg House. That's cool. So maybe I'll hold off. Can you have to hold on? No, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you got? It's about David and the drugs. Okay. So <laughs> this is the first episode that we see uh, David start taking drugs. And one of the questions we had was, um, was there any extra preparation that Brian had to do in order to get? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had to go clubbing on the strip for, with, with Shannon and Tori. I think that was the you know, <laughs> I have to say, I thought Brian was terrific in this episode, man. He, yeah. he, he does yeah. the whole speed rap, you know, which is so fantastic, and he's he really is just out there with this. You know, well, yeah. well, he comes back in and he's and he's telling Donna about his episode of the radio show, and you did you catch it or whatever? I feel like that's me after a, one of these podcasts. <laughs> well, you know, it's the interesting thing. I, I remember when, and it was Steve Wasserman that that. I wanted to have somebody burning out. He said, well, if he's doing this all night, he's got to take stimulants to stay up. Let's get him into meth. People can, meth is addictive. Meth to me was, you know, hell's angels and shit. I wasn't that interested in, but okay, you know, it wasn't, wasn't one of my vices. So, well, okay, we can do this. And um, uh, so I think he had, he had put that one in. And uh, and I think that that whole, you know, Brian, that talking about how fast he did and how did that just seem, you know, very true. And as we were saying, you know, it's that freshman in college trying to make a uh, Magnus uh, says uh, you know, spot, uh, 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 you know, just to fit in. Yeah. You know, I, I want to say, because I, I want to write that, that that stuff, but I got to write the meth thing. And I don't know if you remember, Chuck, but broadcast standards, of course, would not let us snort it. So we had to find a way to get it to him. So I, 
I went out and I spoke to two addict friends of mine who were basically roadies, you know, who were truckers. And they both told me orange juice, you know, that way, you know, you, you get high and you get a little nourishment, you know, and it, it worked great. I mean, because you got to stay nourished. And uh, that's right. You need some vitamin C. Vitamin C. <laughs> Uh, listen, but I like that. I like that. And yes, yeah, so so in other words, what you're saying in terms of the network era is that okay, you, you run into a roadblock. How are we going to get around it? Yeah, you know, and and is there a way? So I'm glad you did that research because yeah. um, you would have needed to see it. Yeah, and and I think it was done well. You know? Yeah, uh, but uh, we never pretty much. I mean, it, it goes back to Tiffany. You didn't see her in Hale. We just didn't have that very much. You know, I, I, I can't speak for later years, but we did. Yeah. No, I don't think that they ever they ever went that way. Tori's great in this episode, too. The way she plays that heartbroken, uh, you know, you, you know, lost love of David. I mean, I think she's phenomenal in this in this episode as well. It looks like she's got to give it up to David. He comes, she comes in there and she's got to sleep with him. Right. And he turns her down. Yeah. I forgot that wrinkle. Yeah, you know, forget. Like sometimes the spur of the moment, she might have done it. Months, you remember the episode? I don't even know if you know Is the there episode. Any objection? I don't know if you know the episode we're talking about, Ryan. Uh, crunch time, where uh, the the test happens and uh, all of that stuff. Um, do you remember doing the scenes at the volleyball game at all? Normally, I have a clip, but we're not doing clips anymore. Uh, do Do you remember the scene where you're kind of eating the uh, you're eating the, the candy bar? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah tell me, absolutely. <laughs> tell me your perspective of uh, shooting that those that that's that that scene at least. Man, uh, you know it's it's funny. I I tr this is also years ago. Yeah. Um, but thinking back, uh, every time that I I, I went in to film, um, I didn't really go in thinking that I had to be some sort of character. I just kind of played myself. So. Anytime I'm presented with an opportunity to make somebody uh, make somebody laugh, or or, or even uh, try to just throw the comedy on myself and make fun of myself, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So when the when the moon pie became available, I'm like, oh, I'm all about these moon pies. I mean, honestly, <laughs> the moon pies—they're delicious. Of course, I'm going to play it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's brilliant, man. I mean. Yeah. And Steve gets rejected, and you know he's not allowed. You know he was in the the volleyball championships two years in a row at the beach club, and he's not he's not coming into the game, right? And uh, this was the crunch time, if I remember remember correctly. That's the black ball episode, yeah. right? Well, we'll, we'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to yeah. the we'll get to that ceremony and all that sure. stuff. I want to ask you, uh, Chuck, on this too. In this episode, we also see Deshaun. Um, you know, he's got to take the test and all this stuff. Where does Deshaun's character come from? I don't know that we've ever talked about him yet on this podcast. Uh, maybe just a little bit about the Donna thing. But uh, how did that storyline of Brandon tutoring the the, uh, the 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 Deshaun come come to be? Right, right. Well, my freshman year, I spent a very cold freshman year in college in Madison, Wisconsin, and before I transferred back to Berkeley. And uh, and I was taking a, a, a sociology of deviance class and it was trying to make it, you know, for the students. And it, was, and it was not a difficult class, quite frankly, because he was a cool teacher. He taught it, professor, young guy, sociology. And he would uh, and then he'd give you a quiz. 
And if you did well on the quiz, you passed out. You, you, you know, you were good. So in 12 weeks, if you worked hard and passed all the quizzes, you were an A student. And I was, and you know, I had nothing to do. I was a freshman boy in college and, and it was cold. And so I got, I got um, to that status pretty quickly. And, the, and I went, went to the professor to tell him, Hey, um, I did good. And I may be a social major. I didn't know. Yeah. I just wanted to meet the professor. And he said, you know, you got some free time. We got a student that needs some help. And I, oh, really? And then it was a student who was on the, a freshman uh, I was playing for the freshman team, not the varsity at that point. Um, and also it was preseason. It was, uh, uh, no, forget what I said about the freshman and varsity. I don't know if that applied, but I do know it was preseason. Uh-huh. And uh, I had two to three sessions with uh, a basketball player. And uh, unlike Deshaun, who um, in, in our story hurts himself on the court, and has to be in that situation where maybe you're not going to be the coddled athlete anymore. What's going to be with you? This guy, unfortunately, in Wisconsin, he was a native of Wisconsin. He was coddled the whole way. And although he passed the test uh, with a C, he really, that he, that and that made him eligible. Mm-hmm. He uh, never really panned out in what they had hoped for. And I believe he did get an injury, but not that first year. That was the second year. Yeah, uh, you know, I want to say uh, I think the, the show was a, I I know I got I got I got the character credit on so I know it must have been one of the scripts that were maybe maybe it was uh, moving targets, but I remember the first day of him shooting we cast the guy we loved his look and everything and again we you know we as producers I guess we didn't always do our homework like can he play basketball <laughs> Chuck, said, Chuck sent me down to Occidental that morning you know he had other stuff he was doing so I go to the gym there and I introduce myself and. Chuck, I, I was afraid to tell you, but he couldn't really play. <laughs> it wasn't natural. You know, he he was a good athlete, but it wasn't natural to him. Like he had grown up playing, you know, in the hood, like right. he imagined in our hands. Right. I knew what they I said, yeah, yeah, he's doing good. He's doing good. And we, you know, we had to piece together some shots. And then um, and then Jason comes in and actually has a shot with him too. He has to hit. So I mean, it worked out in the morning and the shooting of it. But it was. Uh, I went. Oh no! You got to. You got to check these things out beforehand. You keep That's making funny. Well, he was. He was a college student. I think he was at UCLA. 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 And uh, and he's gone on really a lot of pride. He's just gone on to have a wonderful. Oh yeah, career. he's great. Been in about twelve series as a as a recurring character and a star and. Oh, he's yeah, I mean, I I love the Deshaun character. I think we don't talk about him enough on here. I mean, I don't know. He's not the center of our show, but I mean, I do love what you guys did with him. Now, uh, Chuck, I want to ask you, did you guys always get feedback about having African-American uh, characters on the show? I feel like 90210 always got slack for not having enough enough characters of that nature. Have, have Did you ever have conversations with people about things like that? Was this before or after the SAG uh, Screen Actors Guild told us we we were a enforcing racist policies? <laughs> that was at the end of our. That was at the end of my uh, the first season. So as we're getting, you're going into summer episodes. Oh, by the way, uh, you guys are all a bunch of racists, and that's really what it kind of said. And it was because uh, we and we made the case. We said, look, we didn't have the time. To, we didn't have the money to have that many guest stars. We were doing our own cast. We did what we could, and we did do uh, 
for lack of a better way to describe it, race-centric episodes. They went one with basketball in the first year, one with a, uh, a girl from um, East Los Angeles that sees a crime that moves in with the Walsh or, or you go, starts to go to West Beverly using the Walsh. Squash And then squash. That has to do with Jay Winston. That had to, that had to do that was payback time on that one. But yeah. but we're but anyway, um so you know we were we were always looking for that, you know. We uh and and you know and we did uh, and after the that first season we weren't cited for that. We were cited for everything else we ever did, but not for that. But I mean, I think we, I think you've told me that you've had, you had a conversation with somebody about this Deshaun thing and that they said that there was no African-Americans or something like that on the oh, show. Oh, yeah. You want to hear that story? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good story. I thought, yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. So Larry, you remember in the fifth season, uh, uh, near the end, you probably were writing Palm Springs. I went up to a conference at Stanford about children and television and sure. it, it was a big thing from the, um, the Kaiser Family Foundation. And a lot of people in doing television were there. Winnie Holtzman was there, you know, a lot of with, with um, my so-called life. I mean, everybody was in this room that was making stuff for teenagers. And in the first and uh, the night before, I'm sitting next to the and, and I and if I hope someone knows this person so I can actually say to her, hey, you were mentioned. Um, Carol Simpson, who was a anchor for ABC News and was African-American, was sitting next to me and she said, um, you know, my daughter had told me I should ask you a question. And uh, and I could I said, well, ask me. And he said, you know, I think I'm going to wait to tomorrow. And so instead of asking me a question that I could have easily answered and changed it at, um, you know, right at that at that moment at the dinner table, waits, waits to the next day. And in the middle of a presentation that has nothing to do with Beverly Hills 90210, she turns to me, I'm in the audience, about 90 people, and asks me why the first student who ever, first black person to ever be on the show was, a, was an illiterate black basketball player. So that's like asking somebody, when did you stop beating your wife? You know, it, it, it's, it's, and my, my, I, I, told her that she really was mistaken. She didn't really know our show. She didn't realize that we often feature this. I said that, by the way, uh, I have, I did this in real life. I didn't make this up. Right. So I, I made it up, but I made it up in, in, into this. And also I, I cited crunch time because I said what he did. He took his own test. He did his own thing. It was a perfect thing. And, and why are you singling me out here? Why are you wasting other people's time when you know you could have asked me this yesterday? Right. And that was the last time I ever watched ABC News. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that. Okay. That was that story. Well, we were low-hanging fruit. We were low-hanging fruit. Zara, who is definitely... Zara, that's the way it was, bro. She, said, she says, thank you, Rosen, for being honest. So that's... You're welcome. You're, there you go. All right. Now, in, in other news here on this episode, and I don't want to go too far into this because I know that we can do a whole episode about Dylan's family. Right. But in this episode, Hopefully we start. We yeah. So we, we start seeing uh, Dylan has a new family, which is very great for that character. Um, you said previously in some I don't remember where we did this, but you said that uh, Aaron Spelling did not did not believe that anyone would buy this this storyline. So is is that true? Did I 
that's that's a thing, yeah. right? And we'll get into it much more when we really do our deep dive into yeah. the of Abbey. But yes, and I assured him that by the end of the season, um, no one will share your concerns. And uh, and I told him we would work very hard for that. And if he ever thought we were uh, not not making a good case, you you let me know in that part of the script, and we'll definitely look at it and and, and most likely change it. And uh, he yeah. was very happy with how the, the plot line turned out. Well, yeah, the long con. I think everybody crazy. liked it. It, it yeah, was a long get, one. Went for yeah, 20 let's episodes. Do, we'll do an episode about all that. I can't wait. That's a that's a one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's I think it's some of Luke's best stuff. That, yeah, he's so know, happy back from that and and all of that stuff. How great is the actress that played Erica? How was she cast? Nolene Thornton. Yeah, she came in red, and she just had such an unusual look. You know, she was so not typical, like a Hollywood kid. You know, she wasn't pretty, but she was adorable. You know, yeah. she looked like a sister. She really yeah. did. She looked like a real person. And that Carrie Keene. Now Carrie Keene had. Uh, you know, she had been. She's from Canada too, actually. <laughs> but, but yeah, but she. Jason's thing was only. Jason's thing was only to the guy. Yeah, yeah. Posse. She wasn't part of that. No. Also in this episode, um, Dan Rubin's out of here, and we see Jesse Vasquez for the first time. Um, what's your guys' thought on? We haven't talked about him at all yet. Uh, what's your thoughts on Jesse Vasquez? And uh, I, I would like to do a little bit more about this too. I know we say that ever, there are people probably like, okay, when, you know what I mean? But we could do a whole thing on Andrea and her relationships or whatever. But. Uh, what about Jesse Vasquez? How did that come come to be? Well, um, Gabrielle told Mr. Spelling that she wanted to have a baby. Mr. Spelling gave her his blessing, and then she and and she would tell me that this was something on her mind. And I said, "Well, you got to you got to talk to Mr. Spelling." I can't, I, you know. And, really. and you're saying Gabrielle in real life wanted to have a baby, and then said she's got to talk to Aaron Spelling about it. Yes, I said that. <laughs> You yeah. need to tell Mr. Spelling about that because, um, you know, and, and give him and, and see Heads up. if that's something that is okay. And remember, Gabrielle's a little older than the, yeah. the, the rest of the crew. So it was her time to be doing this. She, she yes. was being responsible about it. And Mr. Spelling, I think, was the, like, I, I, in fact, she said this on the, uh, on the other um, the the, real the thing we did for the real yeah. show. When, you know, Aaron said, well, I can't believe you're telling me before the fact. Most people would always be after the fact. I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And so once she got pregnant, that was, you know, okay, now we've got a deal. So yeah. the question was, we knew that early on, unlike Donna, you know, Gabrielle, uh, Andrea is going to lose her virginity. And it just seemed like the guy she would lose it to first. We didn't want to make it that that was who impregnated her. It just right. seemed wrong, and it just seemed right that you know it would be a resident, uh, you know, resident guy. Um, you know, they get that name RA, which in my schools they would call that, and um, you know that that went. And he was, uh, I forget if he played a. Anyway, his name was a- Matthew. His name was Matthew Peretta. Yeah, Matthew Peretta. That's and, Dan uh, and it was fine. That's Dan Rubin. Yeah, and and again, it was just a natural. It was a natural thing. They were attracted. They're in college. In college, yeah. you can have sex. You're not in high school anymore. And so we got that out of the way. And um, the other one was that again. Well, why don't we? You know, we are always on the chopping block, or or the 
critics and, and those are our haters um, really always would get us for race. So, okay, we don't have a, 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 someone of Hispanic origins in our cast. Let's, let's go that way. And that's how the character Jesse Vasquez came out. Mm -hmm. Now, we see the Jesse Vasquez character in the first episode of the season. He's a bartender, like yes. when they take Val out on the town. So he did get introduced. In yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know where he – I thought he was introduced at the, at the, um, the, the Walsh uh, anniversary. Yes, I think you're getting it confused. He, he comes again there. The first, time, the first time we see him at, uh, at in the first episode when they all go out in the nightlife, showing Valerie how cool they are. He's oh, the that's season five. We're back here in season four. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thirty years. You know. Really like that, me. Uh, what, what year is it? What day is it? <laughs> wow. Two yeah. different things. Uh, but you're right. He was a bartender initially. We did. We we were introduced to him previously. As a bartender at the Walsh's 20th yeah. anniversary. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What'd you have, Lily? You had something? I was gonna say that Zara thinks we should have brought back Gil Myers and have Andrea have an affair with him and end up pregnant with him. There you go. All right, I saw that. So I, you know, I'm if you a lot of you know, if you had picked up the phone and called me back then, we definitely that was a, that was a serious plot point. We could have kicked that sense. around. Love Gil Myers, and and in we fact, Mark Myers. Mark Kiley is the name of the actor. He was the other one I thought about a lot before I went yeah. with Jonathan Grice to answer uh, Jessica's um, question. Was Howard the radio guy named after Howard Stern? Probably, probably so. Just yeah, as a goofy thing, because we did a Howard Stern thing also uh, sometime during this year, like a fantasy. I think. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, I think Howard Stern had admitted that he was a big fan of the show. We tried to get him. We tried to get him. Yeah, but he wouldn't do it. He really? Wouldn't. Oh, and you, season six oh, yeah. and seven? Oh, yeah. No, cool. no, no. It was uh, it was when you were there. Really? It was one of the episodes that starts off with like a dream sequence that Don yeah. is having. Oh, and it turns out to be the landlord. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember, but it was it was cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Howard was played by Zachary Thorne, who is a, a rock and roller, and he, he does a good job in that thing. You know, it's just kind of a. I buy it. You know, the people, the college stuff, looked very real to me. I thought it was really played nicely. Definitely. Yeah, I really liked the look of the seeing the crunch yeah. time. Going back to that, is from uh, and and again, fans should know. You know, one of the things that I'm doing with this podcast and stuff is I'm getting a chance to look at episodes for the second time, and I'm probably going to write about that. Call it a yeah. second look at some of them and see things differently. And one of the things that was really pleasing to see in this one was our set of the student union. Yeah. That was a mighty set, you know, and, and allowed you to do one thing when you build a big set like that and you take up a half a stage, you want to make it that you have little areas to shoot this corner, that corner, this. And we had a very good production designer named Tom Victor, and he designed a, a good, good functional place, really looked real yeah. to us. I, I, I loved it. And uh, and who and I'm just curious to so the people that are watching and commenting, how many people would like to read uh, that book that that Charles just talked about? I know I would. So hope oh, Lily raised. Oh, her I hope so. I'm catching waves, and I'm gonna come into my office. There you go. Uh, Melinda says a book would be cool. So there you go. All right, Melinda, get, get to work. Yeah, <laughs> um, cool. And now, do you want to? Should we talk about this the the, the gay storyline in, in the coffee house? Do you want to jump in? Do we talk a little bit about that, or do you want to save that for another time? What do you, What do you want to do, Chuck? Well, I think did we? Did you think that we finished crunch time? I mean, I, I think I we think got into the crunch gay time. Yeah, I, I mean, crunch time. We should do the black ball scene because Muntz is oh, here. Oh, definitely. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I thought. Oh my god, I forgot the. 
And I love the fact of this scene that the uh, that you really did see the essence of what a fraternity is. Yes. One of the guy, one of John Sears' henchmen, uh, he John Sears feels that why well, I, I, you know that uh, uh, that he would. Uh, thanks, he, he outs um, himself to his friend. He outs himself. Yeah, yeah. He outs. That's right. He he tells it, and the guy can't go along with it. He has that line that says, "If you do this to him, you do it to anyone." Yeah. And then, and it's a very dramatic moment because the first one, and then the second person is up, and it's even more dramatic. And that person is months. Months. What is months going to do with his ping pong ball? Yeah, that's fascinating to me. So do you remember? What did you do, Ryan? What did, did you, you remember do? that, Ryan? I took a long, hard look at John Sears, and I couldn't believe it. I was disgusted, and if given the chance, I'd do it again. Steve <laughs> <laughs> Sanders, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, who came up with the test? I'm so curious. Like, how did you guys? I guess, I, guess I did. I don't I mean, I mean, you know, we, you know, we were. Right, I was writing these things with Richard. We were doing that, and the same time we were doing Windstruck. We did. We wrote. Remember, Chuck? We did. Uh, yeah. The two of us did two episodes at the same time because there were some storylines that were flowing together, and then we put them together. And, uh, you know, we just made it up. It made sense. A black ball ceremony. I mean, I did some research on the black ball ceremony. So it did. It, that's kind of how they, they went. You know, you kind of put the ball in front of the guy. And that's what we did. But it played. Uh, Chuck, do you remember the director's name? Of of this one? Was it? Yeah. I th was it Les Landau? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. How do you guys remember this stuff? Has <laughs> I, I looked it up before? <laughs> well, we watched it today. Larry and I both independently watched it, and yeah. I looked at the credits of you know when he was the director. Um, I, I said to Lily, "Are you going to watch this episode?" She said, "I've seen it so many times." <laughs> I want it again anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Lily. But you, for me, this was probably my since we made it. I probably did watch this one one time before. Probably oh, saw it on uh, syndication or something. I, 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 I haven't seen it in years. thirty years or whatever. Years. I never saw it. I never saw. Wow. I haven't. So you know, it just we we were so. But you know what they say about people who were involved in tell. They used to say this about the Emmys, that the people who were making television never voted for the Emmys because they never had time. Uh, they never. You, you had to do certain things. It's just when you were making television, you didn't have time to watch anybody else's shows. Just especially uh, when you're doing as many as we were. Magda brings up the line. You don't even know what the test is. I don't care as long as it's me and you. That's such a great line that you guys. <laughs> is that yeah. you, Larry? Well, <laughs> since we're doing since we're doing great lines, I do take a few minutes. <laughs> Hold on, Chuck, your your audio is freaking. It's doing that. Uh, I took notes while I was watching it. The first was Carol Potter uh, says uh, when comes back and says, "Well, this is the end of my romantic evening." But the one I, I when I and uh, when Steve sits down and talks to Kelly and says, um, uh, "It has the line." Well, I've already had you. I've, she says, "I've had that it." Was great. I've already had you. I love and that. that's the first time that I think that Kelly ever acknowledged that she. As a young in high school, had a, a sexual relationship with him and did it with a smile, and there was some degree of affection. Yeah, it always was. Oh, it was um, always so, off-putting. Yeah, like she didn't want to have anything to do with him. That's yeah, but it was you. nice. And so those were the two lines that stuck out to yeah, me. I, I thought that was. And then, the, I, I, and then I, my I favorite song there. 
You know, and the other thing was you seeing Brenda and Kelly at Dylan's house yes. together was terrific, I thought. Yes. We did see very less of Yeah. Yeah, it made that was a terrific scene because they were so natural and they were friendly yeah. and this and they're playing with Noli uh, with 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 the character Erica and, and Dylan at the house. But what I um you know it, it you can see Brenda was hardly in this episode. I was going to say yeah. And that was how we did it. We you know like oh, let's have put her in have her do something and yeah. she was in the way and she was very good in it, but you know um I uh, this was one of the ones she she got her looks her look back. She started taking her better care of herself almost the moment she said, I'm I'm not coming back. And so when I see her in this episode, I know she's not physically at where she was or where she'd like to be or or could be. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing, Chuck, you know, remember what happened uh when we wrote these double ups, we had to balance the actors out. So if you had a big part in one of the episodes, you probably were going to have a smaller part in the other one because we had to get actors back and forth to shoot during the day. Yeah. So that really affected. There was a mathematical kind of quality to the story writing we had to do. Right. And you and double ups, which we'll talk about. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Um, th those are fascinating because when you hear like we did this, I don't want to get in. Nah, I don't want to get into it, but the Stones episode, we've kind of mentioned that the Stones episode also had the fire at the same time which is two heavy moving parts that I still can't even imagine how you guys, you know, that was a hard, that was probably the hardest one. And, and the reason, well, you know, because we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll, 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 we'll go there. So we have this, this test um, months. Do you have memories of, uh, of, doing those scenes uh, with the, with the actors and whatnot and being, uh, you know, doing all that stuff? Um. I don't mean to call you months, by the way. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, all, it's all good. I had somebody ask me today on Facebook saying, hey, would you ever get mad if I called you months? And I just <laughs> I just laughed. I'm like, no, because that's I yeah. mean, that, that was me. When I no, see I you, I, it's, I'm so sorry. I keep doing that. Yeah. It's all good, man. Don't worry. Don't sweat it. Yeah, I um, I remember I remember a lot of uh, doing 90210. I don't necessarily remember all of the episodes because I did quite a few and and did some of the of the double up episodes as well but i was also doing other tv shows and commercials movies of the week and stuff like that but this particular episode the blackball episode I, I i remember um you know I, and i was i was friends with uh with with uh jp and uh, but to still get into the character part of it it's like how 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 dare you go against steve sanders so of, of course I'm gonna vote for what's right. Um, yeah. I, I remember, I remember the look because a lot of people, when they saw the episode, uh, said, "Man, that that look you gave him when you dropped the ball in the in the little fish bowl was priceless." I felt that to my soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too, Danielle said, "Me too." So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, that, oh, let me see. Do I have it here? Did you send that to me? Maybe. I yeah. did. <laughs> Let's see. Sense. Here it is. That oh was my that. goodness! Uh, you got to send me that picture, please. <laughs> I will. Look at that. I had him. Oh, wow. yeah. oh, there's Pete John Sears. There he is, right? Yeah. Uh, a couple more. Let's see if we have any more pictures. This is this is Steve not allowed to play. 
<laughs> so, and Steve is victorious in that. Uh, and, and Steve is really good in this episode. Oh, Again, so, I mean, he really is strong. Tell me, you have a shot of me staring down at the moon pie. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if I have that one. I saw it, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to pull that one. <laughs> um, but what were you saying, Larry? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, I Ian did just a fantastic job. I mean, you just really feel for him, and you feel his joy. I mean, it's a great moment when he starts seeing what's happening. It just seems impossible. He's going to win this thing, and and he does, and it's great. Uh, I also love the scene talking about favorite lines and stuff like that. Uh, I like when uh, you know when Brand- Brandon and Steve are sort of sitting at the cafeteria and they're talking, and Steve almost doesn't even realize that. Brandon is in this shit because of Steve. You know what I mean? He's tutoring. Uh, but Ian is able to play things like that so well, isn't he? Just, uh, you know, just the uh, mis- not understanding it, right? Compartmentalizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're good with, with with Ryan, right? I think Chuck. Should we talk about? Should we talk about the? Uh, or you have a, you have some Ryan questions, uh, Lily? Well, I since we have Ryan, before we let him go, I would like to hear from Munts a little bit about the brownies episode. The brownies episode. The brownies yes, episode the prank right. where you have the brownies and you steal the statue from the other university. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's right. Um, what, oh, man. The have like uh, they have yeah, like, like laxative in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the brownies, yes. that's right. <laughs> yeah, that would be we actually, the only thing I really remember about that one is we actually filmed it at the University of Southern California, one of the few ones. We did one episode at UCLA in in high school, and then this was our SC one to balance it out. Uh, are we good with Ryan, Chuck? We're always good with Ryan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, hey, as a matter of fact, when, if you guys ever dive into these episodes and I happen to have that little, you know, that little part in there, just hit me up. I, more than likely, I have time to come and, t- and talk about it. And now you're making me want to go dig into my DVDs and watch the show all over. <laughs> we'll definitely love to have you back. Um, but Chuck, do you want to talk about that? The, 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 the thing that we're going to talk about with the, with, the, with the coffee shop and all that? You don't think that we already did it? I think we got it. Yeah, I thought so. I just wanted to make sure I'm that. Good. It- no, I think we can say goodbye to Ryan, and then we can say goodbye to Lily, and yeah. we can say goodbye to Larry, and you can say goodbye to me, and then you could <laughs> yeah, go right, on. We're good. We're good. We can have our dinner. Yeah. Dinner. Yeah. Before we before we, before we go, I want to let everybody that next week we're going to do a split week again. Uh, we're going to do a bonus episode. So on Wednesday, uh, Chuck and I are going to cover with. Uh, with Jess, with Jessica, right? We're gonna do Jessica Klein. Yep, we're gonna do Donna Martin graduates. So yeah. we're gonna dig deep into that those couple of episodes, and uh, that is such a significant. Donna Martin graduates. <laughs> Donna Martin masturbates. I heard. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. But uh, and and interesting too. Jessica, I was thinking about it today, and then uh, knowing she was gonna come on with it, she and uh, Steve wrote the first episode in season one that actually uh, had a designated plot for Donna. Oh, that's- Which was that she had a learning disability. Yeah. Didn't know that. It's the first time. So Jessica has a real long relationship with, with the character of Donna, and I think it'll be, uh, and she's great, and we'll have fun. Uh, we, we, we had, uh, Larry and I, we, we, we did an episode with Jessica Klein, and she's just phenomenal. Yeah. She brings yeah. so, much, so much to the show, so I'm excited to have her. And then on Friday for the bonus episode, Larry and I, and we'll figure out who, are going to cover Snowbound, 
uh, a season six episode. I, where, every, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a lot of cocaine in it. That's much I know. Where Kelly gets hooked on cocaine. So yeah. uh, we're going to cover all those all those things. And uh, one time we should do one that's just all of the characters. All of the drugs. <laughs> you know, really, she had diet pills and, and, and who knows what. Oh, it was yeah. always alcohol. Post in one of the groups today, which which out of the main characters was the only one to never try drugs or alcohol? And it was no just idea. Andrea. It was Andrea. just Andrea. Andrea. Okay. Uh, Lily, do you have any questions about this topic this week? I, I don't think I asked you that question. I'm sorry about that. No, you guys really covered everything that I had as far as this particular episode goes. Okay, awesome. Cool. And guys, don't forget, as I'm going to pop this up here on the bottom here. Do not forget to go check out the shirt shop, Beverly Hills 90210 showshop.com. We have some really cool shirts. I got a legacy t shirt. I'm um, sorry. Do you want one of these? I'm happy to send you one, man. Absolutely, uh, man. Yeah. yeah. I'd love <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, guys, I think we kind of wrap this this Good. week. Uh, we'll see you next week again for two shows, two big shows uh, Donna Martin Graduates and Snowbound. Uh, thanks for all the comments and whatnot. Uh, looking forward to it. Thanks again, guys. All right. We're hey, gonna go before uh, before we stop, this, uh, where can we go watch these uh, little web series that oh, you're doing? Very cool. Yeah, so it's, it's at beverlyhills90210show.com. Takes you directly to the YouTube, or you can find it on Facebook. Um, or if you want prefer to listen to us and not see our, our beautiful faces, you can get it on iTunes or Spotify and all the places that podcasts are under the Beverly Hills okay, cool. Show. Yeah, we've done some fun ones already. All and right. you should join our Facebook groups, Ryan, if you're not in them already. He's not going um, to. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, no, I've had and, and you want good ratings, right? You want people yeah. to do something. You, Lily and Peter, what do they have to do? Who's listening to this and may have liked what they heard? Yeah. So tonight. continue giving the, the those five star reviews. I'm getting specifically the number now. The five star reviews on iTunes okay. helps us so much because uh, it, it helps to get us, uh, you know, people to find out about the episodes in iTunes and all or all the podcasts are. So that's always awesome if you guys can do that. So we're we're also going to do another contest. I don't know what it's going to be yet. We're we're talking it through. So uh, thank you guys again for this All episode. Right. Always you, on Wednesdays. Thank you, really. nice thank you, Chuck. Yep. Thanks, All right. everybody. Nice to see you guys. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye.